All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's another week of the Real Life Podcast here, coming at you from Little Brick in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, which is a comfortable minus 35 out. Hoth has returned. Brought to you by our good friends at Rig Hand Distilleries. Rig Hand Distilleries, makers of Nation Vodka, which is now available at RigHandDistillery.com. Yeah, go online, add it to your cart, and uh, let's get the party going. I'm amazed you can buy booze online. Like, that's incredible to me. Like, if I'm eight years old with a $50 gift card from Nana from, the, from Visa, what is preventing me from taking my Christmas present and investing it in two bottles of Nation? I suppose we shouldn't really be talking about this, should we? Yeah, if you're a kid under the age of 18, don't buy Nation Vodka. No, no it's not for you. No, it's not for you. It's for adults. Yeah, it's for your friends who are 18 and older. Now, and who enjoy it <laughs> might be for you. That's delish. You taste the booze. That and menthol cigarettes, exactly, kids. Exactly. Ease into alcoholism with you know cinnamon-flavored liqueur. Grab a booze. They're cheap. They are cheap. But you know oh. who would never make alcohol for underage kids? Our friends at Rig Hand Distillery. No. They have a very, very strict screening process. If you want to buy vodka on their website, they must have two questions. What year were you born? Are you sure? Wink. Yes. Mm. I still need to try it. The new, the new nation vodka. New nation oh, vodka. get it I in you, man! I've, I've had it. I've had it now. It comes in this giant rig bottle. Did it bottle. inspire you? No, it inspired me to fall down the stairs and Hell tell yeah. my neighbor to go f himself. It, it, it numbed the pain of mm. being an Oilers fan. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe yeah. Speaking of being pain, uh, how about back-to-back matinees this weekend? Oh. That's like having a warm glass of milk to start your day, and then listening to like classical music and being fanned with a warm fan. It's like being woken up with a punch to the face. No, it's the other way. It puts you to sleep. Oh, man. So they win Saturday. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Sunday, not so much. Not so cool. Yeah, they came out flat yesterday. How about bit Florida flat. being so good? Remember when you go down to Florida to pad your stats, the couple quick wins, maybe some freshly squeezed OJ, and then you leave, and now you go down there and get trounced. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird weekend. I thought they should have won both games. Arguably, were in the Tampa game longer than maybe they deserved a bit, mm-hmm. but they couldn't score. Mm-hmm. Posts, missed chances. It was one of those games where nothing was going right and everything was going wrong. And uh, despite Al Montoya putting in a good effort. 
Well, want, oh, well, well, the real shame of yesterday's game was Kucherov got two goals to yes. Connor's zero points. Yes. So for all of us, you know, monitoring the uh, the Art Ross battle, that uh, that was a four point swing right there. That is our Stanley Cup, the Art Ross. That's, that's all we that's got. Fine. That's better than the draft lottery. Yeah, it's way more interesting to cheer for Connor to win the scoring title down the stretch than who's going to blow their knee out and blah blah blah. This is great. Speaking of which, when is the draft lottery? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> the Oilers will push a notification out to all our phones. Oh man, could you imagine? Make it five. That'd be beautiful. It's what I want. At this point, if they're going to miss the playoffs, there's two things that I want. One, Art Ross Connor. Mm-hmm. Two, Dolan. Wow, yeah. that's it? Give them to me. That's it. That's, that's all you want. I'm well, we so are the bad. Edmonton Oilers of draft lotteries. That's you can't true. change well that, no. right? It's, it's, we, we've got this. And so if, yeah, if even we get like Dolan, that'd be insane. Picks, right? Even a lotto pick. I remember Drysaddle's year. I was like, no, everything's going to suck. We don't get number one. And then we get all <laughs> schnitzel. And he wheels in here sniping and scoring and grimacing everywhere. It was funny. We were holding uh, a draft party as we normally did back in the day because it was our Stanley Cup. Back in the you know, day. Back this was like two years ago. ago. Well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> lost his train. We Sorry, held guys. a draft case party. The Monday's going. That was so long ago. That was like so, two Twitter updates ago. <laughs> so we drafted Leon. What third, fourth, fourth. seventh, third. third, third? Yeah. And Sam Bennett went at four. And CBC was there to like interview us about our take on it because we had a big party. That you know word got around that we'd throw a big big bash when. Uh, what happens when you fire all the journalists? You're in sports bars interviewing drunk people <laughs> exactly. for their insights. <laughs> it was funny. So like they came on like, who do you think we should draft? And I'm like, Bank Milk. Who should we draft? He's like, we should go after Drysaddle. I'm like, okay, we we want Leon Drysaddle, and you know, and give him some uh, some color as to why we should do that because Bank Milk's the smart one, and I'm just the guy who's willing to drunkly talk on TV. <laughs> I'll tell and, you, uh, what I think, you're a jerk. <laughs> so then, so then people at the party see that I'm the guy talking on TV, so they're coming and filling my head full of shit, and uh, so we draft Drysaddle. So then I. They want to talk to me again about what our reaction is now to drafting Dry Settle, and this guy's like, "We didn't want Dry Settle. He was he was a no show in the WHL playoffs." And I've got all this like negativity in my head, and it's like, "So what do you think about Dry Settle?" I'm like, "Oh, you don't know. It's I'm cautiously optimistic because you know he didn't really have a good playoff turnout in the dub, and and I'm like, why the hell am I letting this guy sway me into this? Just like too well, to drunk be fair, buffoons. The news is interviewing in, you inside the club, like." <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people are like, just a sec. I just got to talk to the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. One more shot of JD before? Yeah, I'll have a <laughs> yeah. quick one. All right. What do you need? I, the minute I said, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, why am I knocking this kid? Could you have brought the crew onto the dance floor while talking, do you think? Like, oh, if you just started been... walking, would they have stuck with you? Oh, probably, yeah. That would have made for Especially some Especially during, footage. like, the Connor draft. We could have done some real good shit. Yeah. You just at the playoff parties last year where the news was there talking to Mandrick. Mandiz was on camera just buckled. Yeah. Well, they that, love talking to us when we're buckled. Well, that's the thing. They send us like a DM for like an interview request. Like, yeah, we're going to be there at like 12 a.m. <laughs> for an interview. Like, after, like, we know you're having a party. We're going to be there yeah. right around midnight for like the late night blah, blah, blah. The we're late like, night news interviewing us. We're in like, who the hell is going to pull this off? I'm like, I put my hand up to say I'm out. <laughs> Immediately, uh, and yeah, Mandiz was able to clearly hide his intoxication and delivered a uh, oh, good interview. I don't think he hit it. I think this, it's like when you're drunk and you assume everyone else is around you is drunk. When you pretend to sober up, you assume everyone around you is immediately falling for it. I'm pretty sure you could tell from home. That Case in point was when uh, the Oilers beat the Sharks in the playoffs. My boy Reed at 6:30, Chad texts me and he's like, "Can you appear on live radio without swearing right now?" And I said, yes, I can, read, No problem. So I go outside, just completely bamboozled, do 10, 15 minutes on, on his show, thinking I did the best. Outside the bar? Yeah, outside the pint, like in the back, oh, in the parking lot. I'm on the phone. In the 630 Broadcast Center in the <laughs> yeah, alley of the pint? The Absolutely. Station Broadcast Center, the alley behind the pint. <laughs> right by the dumpster. It was warm in there. On top of the grease trap. I listened to it the next day after thinking I did pretty well. Oh, boy, was that some sloppy radio by yeah. yours truly. I'm slurring. I'm yelling. I'm repeating his name over and over again. Needless to say, I was excited. <laughs> I think the emotion came through. It's, but you're always critical when you hear yourself anyway, well, so it doesn't matter. Well, if you read Wilkins, you're just happy that people aren't calling in pissed off like they have been for the last eight years at that point. Yeah. He, was, uh, he shares some texts with me from just recently as the – you know, as the wheels are falling off, and and Oilers fans are aggressive, they're angry. 
It's uh, it's impressive. That late night Oilers post game host has got to be up there with the least thanked jobs in media, like Cleveland Browns fan club president, <laughs> Oilers post game show analyst. You do a good job, Reed. Have us on any time. The drunker the better. The drunker manager the better. of fan engagement for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. When they're hosting a 0 16 parade. Yeah, the playoff yeah, the playoff party planner for the Cleveland Browns. Just covered <laughs> in dust, died twenty years ago and no one noticed. The dog pound is similar to Oilers Nation in the sense of like, yes, we are just fanatics about our team and we get really pissed off, but like we also find a way to just endure and find a silver lining. Like the nation's been around for ten years. We're celebrating that on April seventh. Uh, and that's all we've been doing is trying to find like the good in every shit season we've had outside of last year, which it was just, we didn't have to do anything. It was just good. a good product. I think that's what we've mentioned it before, but that's what makes this season so tough is that last year was so fun. Yeah. Now with the nation, when, you know, I was doing a beat cast last night at the nation. Now the way our website set up is that you get related articles suggested to you. So I was working on something last night, just the wrap up. And one of the suggestions was from the playoff party last year. And I got so sad because at this time last year, we were all hydrated making sure we were plump full of waters, going to go down to the pine, get greased. And now we're planning another lottery party. I remember, Jay, when we were at the, we were at the games in San Jose, and then we're like drunkenly making plans to go to the next round. We're like, should we go to the next round? Yeah, we'll go to the next round. We've got to pace ourselves. We're going to be in playoffs every year forevermore. <laughs> ah, whatever. We'll go. We deserve it. We haven't been in playoffs for 10 years. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we, I would have changed the uh, the budget that we were operating with had it known it was just one playoff what run. Uh, we, we wouldn't have stayed in the Motel Six in San Jose. <laughs> I'll tell you that very stay much. In the Motel Six in San Jose. <laughs> I don't need anything nicer than that. Motel Seven. Yeah. Next year, there have been changes changes to the Nation roster this week. Speaking of Oilers Nation, we added Dustin Nielsen today to the roster to fill out some mainstream media voices with some actual juice and sway around town. What do Good we call up. Dusty? Like Rusty Dusty? What's his Rusty Dusty. Busty Dusty. Busty oh. Dusty. Ooh. Ooh. That's probably mean in this day and age. Probably can't mm. say that. Although, uh, Nation Dan sitting behind us was scouring the internet, found some hilarious pictures of Dusty from over the years. He's got some great hair. There great we flow. Go. There we go. Welcome to the Nation, Dustin Nielsen. I'm actually excited because it's another guy in the room. It's another guy who knows what's going on. He's a good dude, too. And yeah. you know what? He kind of fits what we're trying to do in terms of guy knows his shit. But he's also... You know, he's a goof. Yeah, he likes to have fun. I was looking on Twitter, seeing what people were thinking, and when somebody goes, oh, does Oilers Nation think it's the athletic now? <laughs> I'm like, you mother effer. We started <laughs> signing people in the mainstream media when the Atlantic was a thought in some VC's eye, you asshole. My favorite was the, one of the first comments when the article went out this morning saying why I'm joining Oilers Nation, just why I thought was funny. That was the title he chose, which is basically an athletic article. Anyway, the first comment in was, Maybe now you can get rid of Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> From Henderson's mom. It's just amazing. Like Matt Henderson is a guy that we have right. He doesn't even write that often, really, a couple times a month. But no matter what it is, he could say that he loves the Oilers and people will go in there just to sewer him. It's amazing. Yeah, he's got quite the following. The internet never forgets, man. His distaste for the Taylor Hall trade and Chris Russell really made a name for himself in the yeah. oil logosphere. Well, we need it's to like talk to the th- damn Sam Gagne thing. He could still surprise you. <laughs> you <laughs> never will know. not surprise you. Well, that's one thing I want to ask Dusty about is because on his show, they do goal songs for all the Oilers. Yeah. Chris Russell's goal songs, pretty much about Matt Henderson. <laughs> There's a lot of uh jokes about kind of bloggers talking about analytics and it's henderson is what we're talking about so i need confirmation from dusty that that's actually the case see to me that's good content like if you wed yourself intelligently to one side of the argument and that's what you become known for that's fine who cares like when i was in love with jordan everly until he packed up and left town Mm. in the nick of time right at least you're known for something oh it's great yeah he sticks to his guns like he doesn't he doesn't get pushed around he doesn't he doesn't change his his view like it's you, you know what you're going to get. tolerance is tolerating somebody whose opinions are different than yours. You can't be like, I don't like that guy, how that guy talks. It's disgusting. Anyways, everybody should be tolerant of one another. Like, no, that means we leave Henderson around because Henderson writes good content and you don't have to agree with it all the time, but saying four by four with an NMC, you like that shit? Get out of here, asshole. That's not what the internet should be about. 
Yeah, he's just Henderson's one of those guys that, like I said, with even if he's being positive, people will be like, "Oh, fuck you, Henderson! You don't even mean it." <laughs> we had a party earlier this year where it was just kind of a viewing party. We got the nation together at the pint. We watched the game together. Chris Russell happened to score that night. The entire bar started booing Henderson, and then he got up and wandered around and started taking pictures with people. And he took a picture with a dude wearing a Chris Russell jersey. Ended up being one of my favorite parts of the night. Mm-hmm. Well, there's loss that night, so uh, mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. rely on pictures of Henderson to make me happy. Outrageous. Personnel changes. Henderson still in. Dusty Nielsen also in. We look forward to having you, Dusty. I look forward to bringing on the next person and also having people recommend that we get rid of Henderson. We should reintroduce Henderson under a different name. <laughs> get him to write twice as much. Nat. Hat Menderson. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Hat. <laughs> you bag milk have had a change of position as well within the Nation Network in the last week or so, too. The minute you knew that you were going to be able to sign the big guns of Dusty <laughs> Nielsen, you bounced and you promoted yourself to Poho. That's you right. were the Poho of the Nation Network. And you fired yourself and then rehired yourself. That's right. That is- so what's your new gig? I don't really know. It's a no. It's a network manager kind of thing. I'm going to be doing the dark arts behind the scenes, getting into the SEO world, getting into the ad world, getting more onto the business side of the network. Like a site mate. Like you're the guy that we're going to go to and be like, "Hey, what the hell? How come that happened?" You're like, "Oh, I know." Yeah. And or then, you'll be like, "I don't know." Fuck you. And I'm like, "Oh, fair enough. Carry on, sir." <laughs> yeah, I'll just pretend <laughs> to know, and then we'll move on with our days. And yeah. then you know, and then uh, Cam Lewis from Coom O N Coom with three O's on Twitter B J N. Yeah. All ends. Oh, all ends. He is taking over the editor-in-chief position. So shout out to Coombe. He's going to do a great job. Great writer. Um, weird as all fuck in the best way. Super oh, weird. Oh, very entertaining. You can just sit quietly in a room with Coombe and just let him do his thing, and you're going to have a good time. We Cam just Lewis tried was- something new upstairs. We streamed ourselves. Coombe and Chris played a game of NHL 18 against each other. We just streamed it. I was doing I was doing the color commentary to see how it goes, see if people would be interested. And <laughs> Cam's comments throughout the thing were just absurd. Uh, Cody Cece worked at Costco, was out there mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about all kinds of weird shit, making excuses why his buttons didn't work. It was really fantastic. <laughs> it is on the video widget on the right-hand side of OilersNation.com. Go check that out. I think it's really important that we continue to bring along the next generation of weirdos. Cam was the editor-in-chief at the Gateway, the University of Alberta newspaper. And Bingo Fuel, the original guy that helped uh, the Squire and I start the nation out here, he was the editor-in-chief of the Gateway. And I believe there's 80 years between the two in age. And that's fantastic because now we've got the new editor of the Gateway coming. And Kuhn always talks about the kids now like they're aliens too. It's like two generations of aliens away from us. So it's great. Could you say the Gateway to the nation is the Gateway? Well said. Well said. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I wrote wrote for the Gateway when I was 18. Oh, wow. I wrote two articles. As Wanye? No, no. Didn't have a name. Used my own name. I wrote two articles. Uh, One was about uh, the salary caps coming. And the NHL is going to have to shut it down. And then one was about some garbage. I actually got to go to an Oilers preseason game writing for the Gateway. And I sat in the press box like the king of everything. Wow. And it was Terry Jones's seat. And he shooed me away with a broom <laughs> like I was a raccoon underneath his porch. And, uh, yeah, that was the highlight of writing for the Gateway. Gateway's a great publication. There's a lot of kids. Same with Nate. Nate's got a lot of good uh, – what's the newspaper there? Uh, the Nugget, I believe. Yeah, the nugget. is the pay- I went to Nate. I know this. Mm-hmm. And also radio and television's pumping out a lot of good – people every year you're actually doing a talk at at our former alma mater nate yes going back yeah going back to the stomping grounds talking to the kids in the business entrepreneurship class this is ridiculous we're gonna come back we're gonna take a break and we're gonna talk about finances well they're gonna help with our finances with the break and we're gonna come back how the hell has the world devolved to the point that you're going to talk at nate (laughs) you're doing interviews in the nightclub with cbc we'll be back after the break just one sec sumojerky.com what is sumojerky.com let me explain it for you what it is is they scour the globe for the best beef jerky including rare brands and small batch jerkies they try all the jerky and review all the ingredients to make sure everything meets sumo jerky standards they ship the best jerky to your door every single month you eat delicious beef jerky and praise the internet computers for getting it right friends don't let friends buy gas station jerky go to sumojerky.com jerky.com sign up today if you don't like beef jerky i bet you your mom likes beef jerky i bet you your dad likes beef jerky everyone likes likes beef jerky it is the perfect gift to get for father's day mother's day graduate even valentine's day sumo jerky.com make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at sumo jerky and check them out at sumo jerky.com 
We're back. The Real Life Podcast is brought to you by Rig Hand Distillery. Thank you to our good friends at Rig Hand for having the sense to link us up with a vodka. Nation Vodka is available at their website. Nation Vodka is delicious as well, I would add. <laughs> RigHandDistillery.com. RigHandDistillery. Order it online. There it is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, good so stuff. So let's get back to this. Now, you're going to talk at Nate. Correct. And what are you going to say? Pray tell. What, oh. what genius experience can you impart to the kids? Do I? Uh, how much of a douchebag do I want to come off as right now? Uh, Stick no. with it, guys. Follow <laughs> yeah. your dreams. Follow your dreams. You know, put in the work. No, it's. I think you got to be Gary V. Real. You I know exactly, bad. right? You got to be truth. And so they want me to talk about kind of like the passion required to become an entrepreneur. And I think entrepreneur is a bad word, anyways, because everyone wants to label themselves as one. Yeah. Right, but uh, anyways, I'm talking to an entrepreneurship class, and yeah, no, that's, fair enough. which is you know a good class to you take. You gonna be like, man, when I went here, I was spending most of my time sleeping in my car outside. As he's like, be real with the kids. Oh yeah, yeah no, I'll tell, I'll tell, <laughs> I'll regale him with some tales. I'm sure, but it's more just about like they want to talk to me about the passion behind what it is we do and kind of how that is what drives us. So like, why did we start the nation? Because we love hockey and we knew the internet was a thing. Yeah. Right. And we were pissed off that Smitty got traded. So we took it to the streets of the, the cybernet and, yeah. uh, you know, we saw that there was something there and went for it and kind of walked through kind of how that drives you through the ups and downs of trying to build something. Yeah. Also with like Oodle Noodle being like you and I being their number one customers True. turning into now actually being part of the business True. and showing how like things you can get things off the ground if you're passionate about it versus trying to open a blues bar when you're 24 years old and you don't too. even like blues music. No, we didn't. We thought uh, it would be a good way to make money. It wasn't, if you're wondering. Never open a sports bar, blues bar during a hockey strike. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, you know, give them, you know, give them the show, them the, show them the warts, show them the good stories, you know, and just I think more it's more important to let them ask questions. It's not about me. It's just like this is what I've done real quick, like, and this is what I'm passionate about and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Now, you know, ask the questions you have because you're the ones that have ideas that you want to do. Yeah. I'm not here to give you answers as to how to do it, but just like try to give you some perspective and focus and kind of like the 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 ups and downs that 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 uh, are involved with building a business. It's if you're uh, if you're pumped and super passionate about it, then you know you can take a few kicks in the pills and keep moving. I've got I've got a question for you guys. Yo, go ahead, caller. What is your favorite? Failure. Just as guys who have started multiple businesses, you've been all over the place. What's the best failure that you look back at and you're like, oh, fuck. Our that big was, failure. That was the one that got us going in the right direction. Well, I don't know that we're headed in the right direction. We're headed in a in direction. In a direction, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're headed somewhere. Yeah. Our blues bar that we did when we were 23, 24, 25 on 142nd Street in Stony Plain Road. Yeah, the big, the eyesore of Edmonton the still to this day. The Edmonton Journal called it an eyesore as little as... 16 months ago. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is But they fantastic. put those uh, great coverings on the windows to really sex it up. Which is kind of interesting because on our old failed bar that's now been closed for 11 years, they put pictures of the River Valley. And now we're down in the River Valley trying to monetize the River Valley. It was almost like the bar was saying goodbye. Just like we say goodbye to all of our money at the bar. Goodbye, bar. I'm thinking to myself, uh, when I was 23, 22, 23, 24, I was traveling. I spent... 20, my 22nd year in Australia for the year, 24th year in Southeast Asia. What kind of got you guys, you, you know what, we're young, but we're going to open a bar. Like when I was that age, I wouldn't have had any fucking clue even where to start. Going to a bar was all I knew, let alone opening one and running one. That was my second bar, player. I did my first bar when I was 20, the original Canadian brew house. I, think, I don't know. I think it all stems from like for us, like it's to go back to the passion, like the lifestyle thing when you're like, especially when we were 18, 19, we we paid through school or for for our school and for you know our lives uh, at the time through doing pub crawls and that was a lifestyle thing like we were young we loved going out you know the social aspect of all that and like doing something that brought a lot of people together that made you some money uh, to the point where you're paying your tuition but also like it's funding your weekend lifestyle and now it's not a big cost center for you this is you're building a business around something that you're interested in doing it was amazing what we were able to do when you know because we were so pumped to do it like mm. it's like you know Wanya took the risk of like renting a bus which i thought was like the craziest thing ever. <laughs> who's like who's got that kind of scratch and then <laughs> don't worry right about it. and i think it was like 200 bucks to rent a bus which is yeah. hilarious but like you know boots on the ground and promoting and getting people to come in on it which was kind of i think the fun it was the grind it was the hustle but it was because we had so much fun doing it and so much fun like 
partaking in it is what allowed it to kind of take off. I think like most of the stuff we've done, we would be customers of if somebody else had done it. Yeah. Like if somebody else had started Oilers Nation, I'd be a guy in the comment section telling everyone to go F themselves. It just so happened that we did it, right? Yeah. Oodle Noodle was super delicious. Do I think that if there was an Oodle Noodle that wasn't us, would we be ordering it all the time? Of course we would. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Things that make sense to us as consumers, like little brick. We're sitting in here right now. Right. Like having a cool old cafe. I went to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas a couple years ago. I was like, what is with this city? All the cool places are in houses. I'm like, you couldn't do that in Edmonton. No one would put a bar out in Terwilliger town. But, you know, this opportunity came up and having seen businesses and houses in other cities that we thought was cool. We thought we'd give one a go. Yeah. Like I said, like. The reason for bars for like initially is because like we had so much fun doing pub crawls. We thought the bar was a logical next step, but where we messed up is we didn't do the bar we wanted to make for ourselves. We did the bar we thought would be like the lowest no, no, stress. No, I already done that one. That, that was the brew house. This yeah. I wanted to do like a fancy night, like a venue. I wanted like live music. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. and cater to a crowd we don't know anything about. No. And clearly, you know learned a, a valuable lesson there because it wasn't something we were interested in. I would say I learned nothing. My primary business at the <laughs> moment is a Mexican e-commerce platform that I've purchased. I don't speak Spanish. I don't sell anything in Mexico. But I understand your point, right? And I think that if I was going to go and talk to the kids, I'd just be like, man, listen, and lady, there were so many times when I was going to school, I don't know how you felt, but I always felt like if I did shitty on my next test, I was going to be sent to live in the grease trap at the pint. Like, I felt like it was, like, back against the wall every time. I can remember getting tests back in high school in the Scantrons. Remember those? And, like, seeing all the red X's and being like, well, that's the end of me. I guess I'm just going to go and learn how to sweep or something, right? Nothing wrong with sweeping. But, you know, if I was going to talk to kids, I'd just be like, do what you like. Be happy. Yes, you need to get good grades. But, like, get ready so that when you see an opportunity, you have, like, the confidence in mm-hmm. yourself and the energy and the, you know, just wherewithal. If you see an opportunity, regardless of what it is, you can chase after it. The kids that are, like, so terrified of, like, making a bad move or I can't – like, it's not the smartest kid at your school that's going to do best. No. It's the one who's willing to put in the effort and do the work. But it's, like, the it's the motivation to be able to do that. So that's the, the big thing, right? Like, it's – you know, if, if you don't, if, 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 if you don't like, like look at Gregor, for instance, right. Yeah. We can call Gregor an entrepreneur. He of was course. a guy who prints it. Right. Right. So he's a guy who worked on the rigs, which in Alberta is, you know, a good career path. Cause you know, you can make a lot of money on that. But then he had an epiphany that despite making wads of cash, working out in oil field camps on the, on the, in the oil patch, realized that he didn't love what he was doing. You know, his passion was sports. So then he just threw that he threw this high paying gig all away to then go pursue a career in sports and put like boundless amount of time uh, to build up you know the the Jason Greger you know brand and so you know he's you know like it's 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 making those it's pivoting and going into like areas that you, you care about because if it's something you don't want to do you're not gonna like want to give it 110 percent you're not gonna willing to sacrifice or you know block shots if you will and make a hockey reference to to get the job done so that's the big thing you know we're going to talk to it's not for everyone some people don't aren't, aren't comfortable trying to take it to that level and that's fine yeah right so it's not for everyone but i think like and even among entrepreneurs there's different levels of entrepreneurs yeah right we've seen it lots of times with our partnership groups like we'll go in to do something we have the intent of doing a bunch of other things. The minute the, the partners that we're with have arrived in this one particular project, they completely change. They think that they're the most successful people in the world. They become super hard to deal with, and they got to go too, right? Like, mm-hmm. even if you're in the entrepreneurship game, you're not going to match up necessarily well with all the other entrepreneurs too. No. But I always have thought, like, because I, I went to a nerd school. You went to a cool school in high school, and I went to the nerd school. No parties, not one in high school. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I did IB. I did all that stuff at the time. I was like, this is the way to do it, boys. We're going straight to the Ivy leagues. Right. And now I think as an entrepreneur, if you, and I don't mind the word, it's fine. But like having been out in the, on the wild side of the, the wall, if you will, for a long time, like it's not the smartest people who do the best. You have to be smart and you certainly have to have some skills, but you also need to be like dumb enough to read risk and be like, eh, it won't be that bad if it all goes to shit. Mm-hmm. The smartest people are like, are you kidding? Do you understand what your accounts receivable are right now? Like you have to be able to like segment your brain and be like, whatever, all that stuff doesn't matter. I'm going to focus on these. Keep forging. Exactly. The focus on the task at hand. And it's not that like to bring, like bring it back to the word entrepreneur. It's not that like the reason why I don't like the word is, is because people love to just label themselves as an entrepreneur, but that's fine. Well, I know, but but they're like, you look, they're not doing anything. They're like, Oh, I've started an Instagram account and I'm going to be a personality. I'm an entrepreneur, but it's, it's, uh, what's that cost you? Cost you nothing. 
but here's the thing. Entrepreneur is to me is just a byproduct of pursuing and doing something that you like. So like build so we like hockey, we built a website, it's yeah. now a business. Yeah. We're entrepreneurs. But it's not like I'm going to be an entrepreneur and now I have to like figure out what you know I'm going to do. It's just I just I think it's 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 a it's a classification. It isn't I don't like how people label you know, and just throw the term around a lot. It doesn't bother me none because I think that like if you want to go and call yourself an entrepreneur because you started up a roadside shoe shining something or other, you are. Mm-hmm. The minute I think if you're willing to have people around you look at the project that you're doing and call you out for being a nerd, you're an entrepreneur. So if you start an Instagram account and you go around and tell all your buddies that you started up an Instagram account and they judge you and they look at you and say, how come you only have 148 followers? You suck at everything. I think you are an entrepreneur. I think if you're willing to cross that divide between, you know, that was one thing that really taught me when we had a big loss and we were young was like people who hate on you also hate on you when you're succeeding mm-hmm. and they're just assholes. Yeah, so if you're matter. doing well, the same group of people sitting around whispering about you are the same people applauding you when you fail are the same people whispering about you when you bounce back. Those types of people, you can just exclude them from the who gives a shit what you think because if you're doing well or doing badly, they're going to that if you're willing to face that type of speculation and like judgment, I think then you're an entrepreneur. And I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's and and, and, and you go out and you earn it and it's like even like with us, like think about like when we started the nation. I was like, okay, here's the next crazy thing these two are up to. Like, yeah, exactly. They've got like five Twitter followers yeah. and zero page views on their site. Like, we didn't that's even have cute. Twitter. But then it's you know you talk. You we talk. did the nation before building stuff was like the hot shit to do online. <laughs> that's true, right? There was no social media. There nope. wasn't anything, right? Nope. Uh, there was Facebook. So social media at the time was blogging. Yeah, that was the the the, the form. And then I remember when Twitter took. Uh, Became, where you joined Twitter, like yeah. couldn't get you off the phone. He was just glued to his phone. So interesting. Wanye building the Wanye brand early, yeah. but he was interested. He was passionate. He just put yeah. in the work and look at what it is now. But uh, and that's what you got to be willing to do, right? If you, if I was going to go and talk to little kids at Nia, I'd be like, listen, it doesn't matter what you do. No, it doesn't matter. The skills it takes to learn how to make one dollar are like ninety percent of the skills to make a billion. Mm-hmm. Figure out like if you want to be the tycoon of the world or the tycooness. Is that a word? Tycooness. I think tycoon, yeah, sure. I think it's a neutral term. Double, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to be that crazy, you can start, right? Yeah. I was grade eight. I ran the school store, introduced the concept of credit. Sales exploded. The old Dutch man used to get me out of class to go check the cool kinds of chips. Those were like me at 13, like basking in the glory of owning the only business in the school and walking around like I was better than the principal. That's what entrepreneurship did for me when I was little. It allowed like a weird little kid to find the thing that he was good at. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't go into the band room and play any instrument. Surely I wasn't on any of the teams. Right. But if you want to go get like an arrow and a diet Coke and a high guard sub at lunch, that $8 is going to be coming through dad. Right. That's me in that story. I'm the dad of the money. <laughs> Knowing you guys, I've weird to think that I've known you guys for almost 10 years now. You haven't aged a day, by the way. Well done. Thank you. You, you could go back to PP Island right now, walk off the boat and they'd be like, are you in the island for loss too? You're not. You're not aging either. But yes, continue. Oh, uh, could you imagine if I went back there pretending to be 24, but knowing what I know at 33? Oh, just winning all the games of craps in the alleys and cleaning up. So my question is: I've known you guys for a while, long time. I've seen various partners with both of you in various businesses. What makes you two stick together? That maybe it didn't work with some of the other ones that have come and gone. Well, for me, it's because I should be in trouble all the time. Right? I'm the worst business partner you could ever have. I get myself into jams. I make purchases we don't have the money for. I run around and find weird investors and bring them through like they're my brand new best friends ever. Jay never gets mad at me. So that on my end, it's like I'm not a good business partner. He's a good business partner because he never gets mad at me. I just well, I think it's uh, I think our goals align as well uh, in terms of like you know our passion. Well, bringing up passion again, but like we, the things that we've started and built, we both kind of our objectives are in line. So as long as that's the case, it's never going to be an issue. Like, sure, there's things. We bought this website. I'm like, how the fuck are we going to pay for this? <laughs> We're going to have to edit a bleep into uh, the real life podcast oh, here. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. That's fine. We'll clean it up. Oh, sure. do, do like a, we got Dan here sitting with us. He's going to do an overdubbed Wanye. Nice, nice, nice. Wanye. Yeah, uh, sorry, I'm a little flustered by uh, <laughs> by, <laughs> by leaking some information there, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I think that's kind of the, the the overarching thing is we're you know we what we want to work on, we both want to work on. We still have the, we have the same vision and passion to do the things we do with like River Valley development and real estate, 
hockey internet stuff, you know, oodle noodle, you know, our passion and mandate to help our founder, Sonny, you know, realize his dream of having a, you know, a, a, a large restaurant chain. Uh, so like it's, it's because like we have that alignment there that, you know, it, it, we can deal with bumps in the road and stuff because we're both, yeah, we just, we, we both want the same thing. I think too, like when I was looking for people to do business with, and we're always adding and subtracting partners and stuff. One thing that Jay's always been good at is like you can see the end game. Whereas I think a lot of people are like, "But what am I supposed to do next Tuesday?" Whereas like when we sit down to discuss projects, it's not like, "Oh, imagine we got one Oodle Noodle built in 2010." It was like we want to have a chain of 50, and we want to build a factory. We want to do this. We want to do that. And I think you're good at like being it. There's two types of entrepreneurs, they say, right? There's one type who like they're starting and they're running a race and they view everyone around them as competition. So they're trying to elbow other runners in the race and stuff like that. And the other type of entrepreneurs are people who imagine themselves at the end of the race already. And they feel like they're motioning for everyone to come towards them. I think you're good at imagining yourself at the end of the race. Hmm. Well, thank you. It's very Well, nice. there you are. So the weirdness of the Real Life Podcast being nice to each other. We'll come back after another commercial break and we'll be right back. And for the Nate kids, skip class. You heard it all. Yeah, exactly. I'll just send you the link to the podcast. That's all you need. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Unlike the last bleed in where I said nation is good because I didn't know what I was doing. Now it's much smoother. It's much tighter. I don't know what they would call this in the podcast industry, but we're doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about misery loving company. Ah. I know where you're going with this. Yes. Yes, our beloved Oilers, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, are probably not, actually definitely not, going to the playoffs this year. And know who else is joining us? Oh, who? Down in the mud. Who could that be? Surely not. Surely our friends from Calgary are joining the pity party. Oh, but what about Johnny Hockey? I thought he was the hottest shit ever. What about all the chirping that came flying uh, my way like arrows in the night from Flames Nation? <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer city. Oh, I know. To well make deserved. matters worse for the Flames, they also do not have a first-round pick this year because they traded it away for Travis Hamanick last summer. So they- enjoy... Skipping the first round of the draft, my To make friends. things even worse, you're probably moving to Houston right away because... The Houston, Houston Flames. Oh, the best. Oh. So they don't even know how to tank. No. They oh. can't tank properly. They can't do anything properly. To say, now, credit to uh, the, the four horsemen who've been running our squad into the ground for the last 20-odd years. <laughs> Did we ever trade our first-round pick? No. Well, no. yeah, not our... Yeah. We, not we've traded our first-round picks because we had two first-round picks. Yeah, yeah. The Griffin Reinhardt deal, how all the- <laughs> sixteen and thirty-three plus equals zero. Exactly. Uh, dude, like uh, Griffin Reinhardt taking some shrapnel in Dusty Nielsen's opening article. Mentioned uh, what did he say this morning that if something didn't happen, it's as bad as trading for Griffin Reinhardt. Anyway, shout out to Dusty. Yeah, Throwing welcome. jabs already. Oh. Anyway, my point being, the Flames are not going to make the playoffs. Nope. I'm pumped about it. We're going down to Calgary on the thirty-first. Mm. We will be causing a ruckus at the Saddle Dome. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to enjoy a sad beer with my friend Ryan Pike down there. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us made the yeah. dance beer. Hug We're it d- out. Man, we- what happened? So let's go down the list here. Vancouver, torched. Yep. Edmonton, yes. Calgary, uh, Winnipeg, good. Yeah, Winnipeg's Winnipeg, great. Winnipeg, very good. Good. Line A, fantastic. Toronto's in the dance. Good. Yeah. Munch. That doesn't piss me off, which I know will make me unpopular. I don't hate the Leafs. I think Mitch Marner living with his mom is very cute. I think the fact that Mike Babcock's starting to look like the guy in the mask, like his skin is getting all plastic as he oh, gets Oh, good all call, the, the villain. He's turning into that guy. Yeah. Mm, all very interesting. Montreal, horrid. Yeah. Huh. Ottawa. Well, <laughs> Ottawa wants to run its owner out of town. Yeah, what's going on in, in Ottawa? So, came into the office this morning. You guys said, we need podcast topics. So <laughs> I cruised. No, we didn't. We had a planning meeting last <laughs> Wednesday. So, I cruised Reddit. <laughs> and one guy. of the top <laughs> trending topics on Reddit hockey right now is that in Ottawa, they are posting Melnick out billboards around the city. This is great. I love that people get so mad. that They're like, you know, on top of all the money I'm spending on tickets, 
On top of all the money I'm spending on senators, garbage cans, and oven mitts and barbecue, what's that? You're raising money to tell the owner to F off? Well, here's $80 for that, too. How much? Do we have any idea how much a billboard costs? It's like a rough idea? A month, if it's in a popular Yeah, area. two to three grand a month, yeah. yeah. So these guys spend two to three K yeah. to get Melnick out billboards. And I think there's a couple of them if I read the I post correctly. That so much. One of the things I want to do so bad when the Oilers are consistently good and we can plan is take out billboards in other cities. Oh, yeah. Advertising the nation, calling out their fans. If it's like a crappy American city, they'll be like, what's that for? The ice hockey? I don't care, but we'll care. (laughs) Oh, the best. One of the first uh, tasks I had that you gave me when I started here was pricing out billboards near Rexall Place. That was what we started you out with? Yeah, yeah. I had to price out billboards. (laughs) All right. Thank you for coming aboard. This is one of those projects that Wanya came to the table with that we didn't have money for. First things first. How much were the billboards? Yeah, so well, I had to price out, and again, I don't remember what they were, but I had to price out the billboards right beside Rexall Place. There was one that was kind of like across the street facing the arena, yes, I remember and this we now. wanted to put a big nation logo on it with a finger pointing at it saying, we're watching you. Yes. Tell me that wouldn't have been a good thing to do. Well, it, it's, it's a great idea, yes, of course. It Never going to business with the a content. The... Never going to business with a banker with all of his numbers <laughs> and his decimal points and his pie charts. I don't know what the return on that investment Man, would have been, but it been good content. Man, if I was solo, we'd be getting some shit done around here. I would have <laughs> some signs. Our paychecks would bounce. The fine folks at Pattison, however, had that one booked out for, I think, two years at that Did point. They? Yeah. Now, I wonder if you could get it now. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was just a big empty lot. Just fingers pointing everywhere saying nothing here to watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Head on over to Diesel Ultra Lounge. Yeah, all that. Friends. Which is now, I think, Pinkies. No, Pinkies closed club? down. I was doing a, a hit on Cruise two weeks ago, and they had like an RIP Pinkies party because Jimmy, that's on that show, strips there. Or I guess used to strip there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's tough. Man, right. what was that one called before? YG? Club YG, is that what it was? Something there? like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Waka Flock of Flame was there one day, and I was like, Why? Looking, because they paid, man. <laughs> and I was like, looking through my Instagram account, I'm like, Waka Flock of in Edmonton? What the hell? And then I looked at it, it was because Instagram was like from two days ago or whatever it was. Do you remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about Nelly being in town? Yeah, yeah, I saw He was some just there. Yeah. We were, we were early. We could have been at Nelly. Unbelievable. I saw the fall from grace. Mike Shalhoub, my boy Mike Shalhoub from what, 91.7 The Bounce? I think, I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, not The Bounce now, it's Kiss, I believe. Is it? Oh, is it? Funny, funny dude. We used, be, The Bounce. We used to be neighbors with him. Anyways, he, I was watching his uh, Instagram stories. He was like backstage at Nelly. He still looks good. He's still fit. Oh, he has to be. He's keeping it tight. Didn't Absolutely. have a band-aid on his face. I missed the band-aid. That scar finally healed up. Was that what it was? Was it a scar? It was something Something for him. somebody yeah. in... Uh, I thought it was something to do with prison. Yeah, well, of course. It was, it was, it was for fashion. A lot of rumors. A lot yeah. of rumors around the Band-Aid. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked how in the video I saw on Instagram of Nelly, he was doing Ride With Me. And he's like, all the people who have been with me from the beginning know the lyrics to this song. And I was like... I would argue that most of the people in that room only know the lyrics to that song. I'm amazed that he can put together a room of people willing to pay 75 clams to see Is him. Is that what it was? I think so, That's yeah. offensive. Wow. It was good dough. Because he came to the ranch, Yeah, and then he was somewhere else in this last one. Wasn't mm. He wasn't at the ranch. Either. Oh, he's been here like twice recently? He was. He, yeah. We're t- I thought he was just at the ranch. I think we, uh, I think we jumped the gun. Oh, Early, in an earlier yeah. episode, to town twice in a week. Yeah, no, like, we were. Yeah, he we had a phantom excited. show, just like we had a phantom oh, podcast. Nelly isn't appearing nightly at the ranch. It was the same concert. Although I assume if the ranch is willing to pay Nelly to show up, he's there every day. You can't have much to do these days. We've seen the back end of those crazy celebrity appearances. What was the one we saw the book the numbers for when they were at Knoxville or something? And we're like, why would they pay that guy that much? Then we saw, and it's like it's worth it. People are willing to go out to the bar if there's like a chance they can watch a distant, disinterested D-list celebrity <laughs> sit in VIP and look down his nose at them. Well, that's how I always laugh when... Oh, like uh, Brody like Jenner? Yeah, Brody Jenner DJing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like, it, it, the, the sales yeah. justify paying him. I remember seeing the thing at River Cree. River Cree brought in Dog the Bounty Hunter to do a and a He wasn't even <laughs> hunting criminals. And I'm like looking at how much it cost them to bring him in. I'm like, well, that can't make any sense. And I saw how many tickets they sold. I'm like, wow, it actually does. Like, yeah. It's the era where people just want to see a celebrity. Yeah, it is interesting. If DJ Polly, DJ Polly D from Jersey Shore is yeah. coming mm. down yeah. soon. We gotta go. Well, I kind of got want to. I'm if still he, exhausted from the, the only one I liked. show, but I guess I could give the Polly D show a go. If you're gonna drag out a celebrity from yesteryear oh. to go see at a club here in Edmonton, who do you think it would oh. be? Like just to like gawk at? Gawk at, or maybe they're doing that thing where they're quote unquote DJs now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good oh, I got a playlist, and I'm gonna whip it out. 
I don't know. Like dance. any rapper gets me pretty fired up. When we saw Waka Flocka Flame in the Minnesota airport, I damn near fainted, and it was like six forty-five in the morning. Like, Whoa, Waka Flocka! I'm pretty celebrity starstruck by anybody. I was watching Bar Rescue the other day. John Taffer. Everybody loves John Taffer. And the opening, they were having mega guests, and I was like, "Who's the mega guest going to be at this like kitschy little bar that they opened?" And it was Sir Mix-a-Lot, and boy, was I excited to see Sir Mix-a-Lot. So you know who I'd pick? I want to go see Sir Mix-a-Lot see, because yeah. I want to see Baby Got Back live and in the flesh. I feel like a guy like Sir Mix-a-Lot has got to have something still going for him to still be doing appearances. Right? I hope so. Because like, you don't see Big Daddy Kane on Bar Rescue, right? <laughs> Big Daddy Kane from the same era is like, meh, 20 years ago, Big Daddy Kane checked out. Or Sir Mix-a-Lot still taking bookings. You can't tell me you wouldn't like to see Baby Got Back live. Yeah, I assume he pays it three, four times in the night. Of course. I would love to go back to when, like, do you remember Baby Got Back, the video, and there's, like, the giant ass in the background, and girls are dancing around, like, bikinis, and, like, mm. my mind, I was in, like, elementary, like, melted at how offside this was. Like, I'd love to show somebody now, like, what a new rapper looks like. Like, take your pick of, like, the face tat crowd, right? And in their videos, it's, like, handheld cameras in, like, the hard end of town where they're, like, spraying AKs around and stuff. Like, Baby Got Back in comparison now looks like the ice capades. <laughs> that doesn't seem so... He called it back. These girls are getting shouted out in these videos, like, champagne poured on them now. That was just a big ceramic ass. What is with rappers now and getting a bunch of the face tattoos? Like, there's that one dude I follow. I'm on Worldstar on Instagram. He's got the big 69 that on text his forehead. That text the 69. Yeah. There's a three in it and an at. I have no idea. What is that? I think the game's shitting on him right now. Oh, yeah. I went right after him. Yeah. That's right. See, I wouldn't fuck with the, the game. in New York. I wouldn't fuck with the game. Oh, so we got a Nas Jay-Z type thing again. Uh, just... Yes, right? I mean, like, the game being an OG West and he, Coaster. West Coaster, right? yeah. He's just calling out him because he c- claims he's a blood. Oh, and the game is a blood. Mm. And you can tell because apparently when the game goes anywhere, he's like 35 deep in the club, surrounded by bloods, whereas like the other guy looks like a My Little Pony Rainbow Bright came to life and <laughs> called itself a blood. I can see why the game would get a little bit rattled. Yeah, I remember when the be- the game was uh, beefing with Stitches. Oh, yeah. That Stitches was a great is kind of cool. I've, do you follow Stitches on Instagram? Yeah. He's the best. See, Stitches and then the other guy, What what's his name? Uh, uh, Riff Raff. Oh, yeah. Those two yeah. guys. Like at first when I saw them, I'm like, look at these losers follow. Riff Raff's funny, too. See, I don't follow Riff Raff. I'll have to get him on my Instas. Stitches, for anybody who doesn't know, is like this weird rapper dude who's got these massive stitches tattooed on his face like Joker. Yeah, his whole face is tattooed now. And then you're like, what an idiot. And then he's like doing an Insta Live in his Rolls Royce. And you're like, hmm. (laughs) You know what? He's going to have a real hard time going back to being Philip if he ever chooses to. Yeah, is that his real name? Yeah, Philip. That's a tough one. I think when you get your face tattooed, you're sort of like committing to the life. Like... I don't think I'm going to get that job at H&R Block <laughs> if this rapping doesn't work You're out. permanently in character now. I like it, though. Burn the bridges. Screw it. Burn the bridges. Let the bridges you burn light your way, Stitches. I read uh, Travis Barker's biography a little while ago, and he talks about that. The reason he's covered head-to-toe in tattoos is because he said he never wanted to get a real job. And getting job stoppers like that pushed him into being better at music. I can see that. That's oh, smart. he backed himself into a corner to like put in the work to do the only thing he could do with all the tattoos. Yeah. That guy survived a private plane crashing. Yes. yes. That, <laughs> heavy. that is a tough one. Eh? Heavy. His book's super heavy. He talks about when he was in the hospital recovering from that incident that he was trying to pay some of his buddies that are a little bit more gangster a million bucks to come in and do him. What? Yeah. That is a friend. If no offense, either of you offered a million U.S. to come in and <laughs> snip you out, I'd be like, sweet, man. What time do you want him to come by? Exactly. Like, Let's take another break. One more break. We'll be back right, in the, right after this. The Real Life Podcast is brought to you by Rig Hand Craft Distillery, the first craft distillery in the greater Edmonton area. This family-owned business makes vodka, rum, whiskey, gin, moonshine, and coffee cream, all locally sourced, produced, and distributed. Rig Hand Distillery and the Real Life Podcast, a partnership made in heaven. Visit us at RigHandDistillery.com. We're back, real life. Brought to you by Righand Distilleries. Smooth transitions, just like the smooth alcohol made by Righand Distilleries. I'm really looking forward to making a nice uh, vodka soda lime. Mm, a little Righand. Ooh, nice. Hello. Yeah, Hydrating, that's... intoxicating, magic. Yeah, refreshing. Did either of you get particularly limp biscuited over the weekend? Wait, that's probably not the right way to call it. I know what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? To get into the sauce over St. Patty's Day bag milk? No, no, I. Uh, 
I had a uh, busy content weekend. I'm on double duty on weekends, you see, here at The Nation, and these fucking matinees will ruin a weekend for you. And you know what? Honestly, on Saturday night, I was exhausted. I was going to go to the pint. Uh, shout out to Rick. It's his birthday. Always on Always. St. Patrick's Day. I was going to go see. He remembered a birthday of his life. He said. Oh, yeah. I, must I was going to go see uh, Rick for his birthday on Saturday. But I was just too exhausted. Couldn't do it. You? We wheeled into the pint Friday night. Yeah. How was We're it? like, why is the, it so dead in here? On St. Like, Patty's why Day are you Eve. Here the day before St. Patrick's Day. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the dedicated people show up on the eve yeah, before St. Patrick's. The real alcoholics exactly. party on the sixteenth mm. too. That's right. Yeah, I like going into the pine on a Wednesday when you got people playing cards and shit while they're eating their wings. That's cool to me. Yeah, play out the lay out the madrong board or a Sunday fun day when they got the giant ass Jenga game. Oh yeah, That's hell yeah! Go for breakfast. Board. Good people. Dude. I love a good day Sunday session, but like because it feels like because you you know you shouldn't be doing it, but that's kind of the thing that's motivating you to do it. Like yeah. you feel like you're yeah. getting away with something like especially in the summer. Yeah. Especially on the road. Uh, oh, on the road. Or yeah. The Automatic. Like, oh, would you like to see our drink menu, sir? And you're like, well, maybe just a quick sip. That wouldn't kill me four hours later. What's your Sunday drink then? If you're doing a Sunday session at well, my place, we do sangria Sundays. We'll make up a big four liter tub of sangria and we just get into one. Wow. Real? Absolutely. I, I, I ease in either if it's a Sunday, well, one to three, depending if I'm, if I'm hungover, then Caesar all day. But if this is just like I'm waking up fresh as a daisy, getting into a Sunday session, mimosa mm. or coffee Baileys. If I'm on a ski trip, coffee Baileys, one thousand percent. I'm a vodka soda man. Doesn't matter when we're, if we're drinking. That's what I'm drinking. Hell it could yeah! Could be the last night of the drink. It could be your morning eye opener before you go to church. Speaking of drinking, we got ten games left on this season, boys. Boys, oh boy! You got to feel for people <sighs> who are like you know. This is the year it's all going to happen. I'm going to get my Oilers season tickets, or I'm going to you know, commit to the quarter mini pack or whatever. This is a lost year. It's tough. You know, like it, my number for season tickets is came up this year. I deferred it to next year. Just thinking, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy season tickets this year. Maybe I'll wait till next year when they're extra good. And it's not just making the playoffs is the goal. We're going to be making the fucking Western Conference Finals, and that's where I'm going to be. And for people like me that actually took the plunge, like, what a year to do it. Mm. This this one, I think, is more painful because everyone expected them to be good. This wasn't the Dallas Aikens era where they came out of the AHL lockout, and they're like, well, you know what? The boys had a head start. A bunch of them played down with the Barons. Everybody's oh, I remember that. I was so ready. Oh. I just forgot about that, and now I remembered that. We killed the AHL. Yeah. Schultz was the number one scorer. Not even best defenseman. The number one scorer. Like, think you had an AHL team that had Hall, Nuge, Everly, and Justin Schultz. Like, oh. that is a force to be reckoned with. But this year was different, right? Like, last year's playoffs kind of set the expectations so high that this year's a bummer. Very, very big bummer. It has taken an emotional toll on me to the point where I've had a tough time actually wanting to go to games. But That's the the, first time I've ever heard that out of you. Well, it's like there was in January, like December 23rd, we go to the game against the Canadians, and they win handedly. And I think... They're essentially 500, but if you fat that point, but yep. if you factor the overtime losses, the beat cast lives on. Uh, <laughs> but they come back out of that break and just take a big poo emoji over the <laughs> month of January, yes. and that's that got me mad. Like I was actually mad uh, about everything, and it took me a while to kind of come to terms with like this season's a write-off. It probably took me to like mid-February. I, I haven't been to a game since January, and I've got season tickets. I've had a tough time going. Like I'm cheering and rah rah rahing for for Connor. I'm watching all the games. You know, I'm 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 still a fan. But it's been like, yeah, a wasted year. High expectations, kick to the junk. Connor, poor Connor, having to deal with this shit, having to be super sick for the first half of the year. Can you imagine if he wasn't though? Oh, you can really see now how he was ill. Yo, yeah. It's like, eh, he's okay. and He's getting a point a game, but like. The league figured him out. The league hasn't figured out no. shit. Look at look at Connor lately. Like no. he must have been close to death in comparison to what he's doing now because you can't stop him. Mm-hmm. No. So for ten games, I will be at my TV or at the arena, God willing, every single time because of Connor. What are you guys watching for over this last few weeks stretch here? Well, I've been, I've still been watching him. I've been maybe not going to as many. We've been giving more away, but I've been watching them all on TV. Still, I watch both abominations. This. Well, no, the first one wasn't that bad. I just want Connor to win the scoring title, man. I really think that, you know, 
individual accolades in this day and age. Like, it's a team game. It's a team game. Yeah, well, the team sucks. Let's get the leading scorer to be the number one leading scorer. To me, like, you were saying earlier, like, all I want is Connor to win. Like, that's a massive achievement, man. Back-to-back scoring titles, especially when your team sucks in the second year. That is a very big silver lining for me. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Like, Connor, let's go and be Connor and go and chase this thing, and I'm going to be, I am going to be cheering and watching for you. The other thing I want to see is, like, Let's. This is ten games to like effectively try to develop some of our other players. We're in garbage time, right? It's garbage. Right. So use this time wise. We got Ethan Bear up. That's fine. Now with Clefbaum out, even better. Um, you know, get him some more NHL chops in time there, so he can get comfortable. I, I I'm still hit and miss if I like him or not yet. But he's he's young. What what's your take on on Bear Bagmelk? I think that I'm really impressed with how he's kind of responded in his eight, nine games or whatever it is. Um, I doubt the Oilers were expecting him to play that many games. He's looked good. I just really hope, pray, keep my fingers crossed that they don't do the thing that the Oilers always do where, oh, Ethan Bear was great for 10 games. That means we can move player X because he can fill the role. Let him. We let don't him need Sakara. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know what, Larson can go because now Bear's here or something weird like that. I hope they don't do that. Let him start next year in the AHL, get his reps in, get his at-bats mm-hmm. in, polish his game, then come mm-hmm. back up. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're advocating Ethan Bear play baseball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and right for uh, Blue Jays Nation while yeah, you're at perfect, it, Perfect, perfect. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, though, since we're talking about the last games and going into garbage time, is that today, as we started recording, I see that Bob Stoffer noted Jesse Pugliarvi is both frustrated and dispirited at this point in the season. I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Pizza party, no! We love you! <laughs> uh, Life uh, could be worse, Pugliarvi. You're in North America. The girls are lined up around the block, and every two weeks, six figures hit your bank account. I, I think we need to, during this garbage time, we've got to give him more exposure. Yesterday, uh, as an example, he played 12-29. Yeah, not enough. He's got to play in the top six. How come What's-His-Nuts arrives and all of a sudden he's playing on the top line, Ty Ratty, and my boy Pooljoo can't get any PP time? Well, that's that's just it, right? It's like that old Simpsons episodes where the fucking guy can't shave his sideburns or something because why isn't he getting that spot? Ty Ratty did well. He scored two goals in the two games with Connor Nuge, but I feel like anybody's going to score with Connor Nuge. Well, that was an empty netter and just a random shot from the corner. like yeah. nothing. That but, reminds me of the time when Mac T wouldn't play uh, Robbie Shrimp. I think this is. I think maybe what they're doing for Tyrati is to see if Tyrati has any shot of being an NHL right now. And that's I think fair. this is his last because he's 25. He lit the dub on fire when he played for Portland. He single handedly took down the Warriors um, in the playoffs, so it pissed me off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know I've got a beef with him, but I also respect him. Uh, so this, I think, they're maybe leveraging that. Like Pool Jew is here and he's not going anywhere, but. We've got to give him more PP time. We've got to give him his his confidence. Let him show what he can do. Like he's 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 still green. He's still he's not he's not fully formed yet. But uh, this is a perfect opportunity to put him in those prime opportunities. This is what boggles my mind though about like I don't know if it's just the Oilers or other teams. Like on the one hand we're terrible. Hmm. On the other hand we're so good that pretty good prospects can't get PP time. Wouldn't want to waste those last 10 games given pulled you a bunch yeah. of confidence. You're not going to ruin Strom by cutting his PP time and having Pugliarvi on. Like, oh, Strom is Strom. Like, it, that's, you're not going to ruin that development of that player. It's, you got to give pulled you these, these, these opportunities. Speaking of which, uh, on the power play yesterday, McClellan went all in with his centers playing Nuge, McDavid, and Dreisaitl on one unit. But that's a hell of a unit, though. That, would be, that, like, that is a, a hell of, of a unit. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, I mean, the second unit, not so much, but the first one, holy hell. Um, if you took Al Montoya and you took and you walked him around and you walked him around town in his street gear, how many people would think, gee, I think that's an oiler? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy over there? Or a struggling French painter. Exactly. <laughs> looks vaguely like a, a clarinet player in town to play in the orchestra. That's a good question. He... Yeah, I don't think many He's people Phil would. Phil Kessel levels of not looking like an athlete. Oh, Phil oh. Kessel is. Did you see that picture about Phil, about Phil Kessel that's circulating oh, the internet this year? I've seen the picture of oh, Phil Kessel. Man. All I can see when I close my eyes at night is that Phil, picture of Phil Kessel. That guy has embraced being Phil Kessel over the last year. Oh, he, he owns it. Love it. He's he the owns Phil it. Kessel of Phil Kessel. Exactly, exactly. Who's uh, the Oilers' Phil Kessel? Who's Montoya. The under, but who's the underappreciated uh, guy oh. right now? Underappreciated? Not a lot of guys in that team. Uh, 
we're not we're we're not very good at underappreciating anyone. Like <laughs> if you're good, we appreciate you. You don't fly under Derek our radar. Roy. Derek Roy was good. We didn't appreciate him. Yeah, he, he was, was a yak whisperer. Yak. Exactly. Yeah, he helped yak. I'm, I, I'm, I, I can live without him on our team, but like, oh, really, yeah. I believe history will prove you are correct. With that. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, whatever. I, you know, one thing I want to do, and we've been doing this consistently, show uh, over show for the last few weeks, is you got to shout out Jujar again. Oh, he's the best. Fighting Haley. Haley is leading the league in fighting majors. He, he didn't hit Cassin from behind, but he caught Cass in a situation where he wasn't expecting the hit and went in hard. And like, he's he's out, right? Yeah, he's out. He's out. Cassian's out. Yeah. And Jujar goes and jumps in. One of the toughest guys in the league, arguably, jumps right in. Doesn't like didn't even skip a beat. Like immediately, like gloves off, goes after this guy. And uh, you know, I just want to shout this guy out. Like this guy is just. Such a fucking man on the ice. Uh, sticking up for Cassie and like that was amazing. He's a tough dude. He's playing like a guy who really wants to be here, which I appreciate. Yeah. He's not somebody that's taking his job for granted right now, and I, and I like that. He's I mean, play- there's 11 games left in the year yesterday, as of yesterday. Yeah. And he's still going out to fight Michael Haley. Yeah. Could get his head caved in by this dude who's a monster. 25 fights this year, I think, according to Hockey Fights. And he's just like, let's do it. I don't care who it yeah. is. Let's do it. Well, he's he said like these like these my teammates are my family, and he's he's playing for the crest, not for his you know the name on the back. And uh, if there's an ex or an old timey Oiler, I'm just trying to think like who else have I seen that's like that? He kind of in a, in some ways reminds me of like Kirk Maltby. I remember when Kirk Maltby came to the Oil, the Oil were terrible, like terrible, terrible. And Maltby was out there, and he, I can't remember the specifics. It was like same type of garbage season left, and he was running guys over. And I was just a little kid. I'm like. This guy gets it. Like, he's the only one in the ice that seems to care. And, like, it's very noticeable. Connor cares. Other guys care. But, like, I, like when a guy's willing to play physical on a team that's physically not going out there to punish anyone night in and night out, they stick out. Right? If you had a team of Jujars, you would be hurting people. Because that guy doesn't take a shift off. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, he, he knows he doesn't have a job locked in. And he's playing for one. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I think more guys on the team, even the ones with some of the long-term contracts, should take a look at Jujar and be like, fuck, man, this guy gets it. I need to play more like JJ. Agreed. You know who I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I saw him do one shift this weekend, and like he was skating balls out, and, like not literally. I'm like... His stride is so weird. It looks like he's <laughs> chopping, like he's stepping down. Like there's no fluidity. Like he was running on skates. Lucic is having such a bad year yeah. that it seems like when he takes a shot that he's shooting the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, he needs this season and he needs to regroup and get his confidence because he is in his own head. And But the thing is like, we've been saying this again, like, okay, if you can't handle the puck, that's fine. Run everyone Kirk over. Kirk guys, Jujar guys, go out there and do that. But he's an old rich guy now. He already uh, did that. He got his contract. I know. That's the thing. Like, like Luch is about to hit 800 games. Like, Just did on the weekend. Quick hit. Oh, up at OilersNation.com. There you go. go. He hit 800 games. Like, how much mileage is left on that, on that type of player, right? Hopefully five years worth. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's, like, that's a lot of hockey he's played. You know, and to play that, that, that style of game over a long period of time is tough. Very few can do it. What's coming up in the next week, boys? What do we got? What will we be talking about this time next week? What's happening with the oil? I'm going to assume a big old win against the Hurricanes tomorrow. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> Connor gets 10 points in the next four or five games. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. How many of the next 10 games does Connor get a point in? I'm going to go 9 of 10. Yeah. He's going to end strong. I'm, he's going to, you know what? Fuck it. 10 game point streak. Let's go for it. Wow. I wouldn't bet against him. 17 or 18 points in the last 10 games. To close this out this week of the Real Life Podcast, will Connor McDavid win the scoring title? Jay. Whoop. Quickly now. Come on. Oh, no. I got to think about this. It's, I want to say yes. I, I, I'm a delirious oh. fan above all. Yes, he will. Yes. Bag milk? Absolutely. There you go. I wouldn't bet against him. No. No, you can't. You can never rule him out. If he was 10 points behind, you still couldn't rule him out. To prove to himself and to prove to his haters that the Oilers being crappy aren't a reflection of him, I think he's going to get win the scoring title. Yeah. I was getting so fucking mad at Kucherov because like, <laughs> he was like almost getting gifted goals. Like, Sure, he had to make the shot, but like Puck just like squeezes out front to him and he's got like a, a very easy shot to make and makes it. Like Connor earns his goals. Mm. These were like two, like giving him on a platter. I'm like, God damn it, Kucherov, you got luck on but your Kucherov side right now. Kucherov shared his hockey with his brother, man. 
growing up. Did you hear that story? No. I don't Jerome care. I was poor in like Latvia or one of them countries, and him and his brother had to share hockey equipment. You know who was poor? The Nuge. Fuck Kucherov. Mm. It would be more impressive if the Sedins had been able to share equipment their entire careers. Yes. <laughs> in between Quickly, Henrick. In between yeah, quick change. Give me the jockstrap, Henrik. I'm due on the ice. Quick changes. You know who else I think needs the year to kind of wind down? Our boy Leon's not having a, a good time right now. He's coughing the puck up quite often. He's been a grumpy Gus all year. Do you think he's grumpy that he got moved off Connor's line? I don't know, man. Last year down the stretch, like he was ninth in league scoring. I don't think I saw him smile once. You saw the photo of him when he's mm. 10 years old. Yeah, he's never grimacing. happy. I, don't think, I think that's just how he is. He's yeah, I, I think he's really hard on himself. And uh, yeah, I bet, you, I, I bet you he does. I bet you he is pissed off he's not playing with Connor. But at the same time, like he's got to drive his own line. He's, he can drive his own line, so... And He's got to deal just, with it. McNuge is sex on ice. I oh. love it. God, well, like, how come we didn't see this like last year? Like, fuck, we should put the Nuge with Connor. Because they I each need to be a centerman to run their own lines. That's the nonsense we were talking last year. I was chirping Gregor earlier on the social meds as I do. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he's talking about how he was one of the first to talk about Nuge should play with Connor. And I'm like, oh, really, Gregor? Here's a tweet that I wrote back on October 3rd of 2017 saying that Nuge should play with Connor. Here you go. In your face, Gregor. I'll throw that at you all day, buddy. Checkmate, Sergey. Checkmate, Sergey. Well, that, that's the end. Good show, boys. We only made 15 mistakes. Uh, that's down 75 mistakes from the week before. I apologize for the F-bomb. We, we got a little st- animated no, 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 there. No, no, You actually said my real name, too. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> what, Wanye? Line, next week, we're only going to have eight mistakes, then four mistakes, then ten mistakes, then two mistakes, then no mistakes. By the time the Oilers make the playoffs next year, perfect. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.